Linda. <laughs> the coronavirus kids. Coronavirus kids. Too cute. Hello and welcome back to the Waffle House Podcast. You're here with Clay Baby. And Benny Boy. Benny Boy. I thought you were not Richard Nixon. I'm changing it up every week. Okay. Or changing it up or going back to your last name. I mean, so, the Richard Nixon thing only works when we had a conversation about Richard Nixon. So. That's fair. Okay. So Benny Boy is like your default name. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm mixing it up too with Clay Baby. But I digress. Well, um, we have an interesting conversation for you guys tonight. It's just me and Benny Boy, and we are known as the Toucan Beach Ball Boys. Toucan Beach Ball Boys. Isn't that right, Ben? How do we get that name? Uh, so there's a picture of a toucan on our wall. It's probably the best colored picture on our wall. Thank you. Yes. And I drew uh, it. I drew it. I just saw it. I was looking at the wall, and I was like, "We should be the Toucan Troop." And then Clay jazzed it up a bit. Thank and you. I appreciated the effort, so we went with it. Of course. I think I got beach ball from our recent Florida trip. There was no beach ball involved, but there were uh, footballs being thrown around, and we were on a beach. Um, that's going to come as a hot topic later in the discussion when we break down the coronavirus. True. Um, but right now, we're kind of coming out of a, a a little hot scene. That doesn't sound right. We can't... <laughs> a little... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a little bit of a, a, a cool movie that we just watched. Um, ben, what was that movie called again? Uh, it's called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. That's right. I forgot who directs it, but I know Emma Watson's in it. Uh, what's the other guys? The two guys? There's Ezra Miller and Logan Lerman. And I actually have the Wikipedia page up. Oh, okay. It give, is, give us some more details about it. Yeah, it's directed by Stephen Chbosky, who also wrote the book. He wrote the movie. He didn't want to sell the rights to just anybody, so he added it in that he had to write the screenplay and direct the movie. Oh, that's actually really... I did not know that. Yeah, it's produced by Mr. Mud Production Company. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. Most most of what I know about the actors in that film is Emma Watson, obviously you have uh, Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Logan Lerman, who is... Percy Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then Ezra, is that the other guy's name? Ezra, Ezra Miller, yep. Who is... He's the Flash, uh, near and dear to my heart. Of course. And he's in the Fantastic Beasts franchise as, uh, what's his name? I don't know. Credence, Credence. Credence. Credence Clearwater. Credence Clearwater, one of my favorite bands. Yes, we love to discuss that too. Yes. I think one of their greatest songs is... It's the one that goes on. Heard it through the grapevine. Yep, that's it actually goes a cover. For like, it's a cover by Marvin Gaye. Oh, that's a Marvin Gaye song. Mm-hmm. I, my mind is being blown. See, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting here with a history major, and this man took a class in rock and roll once. I did. And, and that's that's basically. Is that? Did you learn that from that? Or just your love of rock and roll? I just knew it. Okay. I took the class because I already knew everything that was going to be taught in it. Easy and way. I found out I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, uh, we're going to dive in a little bit. We're going to talk about perks of being a wallflower. And then we'll pivot to another uh, more touchy subject afterward. Um, but anyway, I just want to start by saying I really enjoyed the film. I really enjoyed watching it with you. I teared up a couple different times. 
Um, I did not have a high school experience like this kid did. And so uh, would you mind giving like a 30-second summary of what this movie was about? Maybe I can add on a little bit. Yeah, so uh, the main point of this movie is this kid is entering high school. He's a freshman. He has no friends. Uh, We find out pretty early on, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, that his best friend has committed suicide. And so he kind of falls in with this group of kids, and it's a coming-of-age story that just kind of tells about him dealing with discovering life, discovering how to live life, but also discovering what it is to have friends, to lose friends, and then to just battle your inner demons. Mm. I thought that was exceptionally said, Ben. Thank you. Um, I really enjoyed the film. Uh, Some of the music is near and dear to Ben's heart. Very much so. Uh, Would you say, like, I know Come On Eileen was in it. That's the only one I can name by heart, uh, or by brain, by mind. (laughs) But it was like 60s, 70s, 80s rock. 80s. And there was one song that was referred to a couple different times, which is one of my absolute favorites, Something by the Beatles. Yes. But they never actually played it, and I was pretty upset by that. Regardless, <laughs> um, I found it to be a really good movie, and there were a couple moments that were really genuine and intimate that made you uh, really pull for the lead character and, and really made me reflect on either situations that I dealt with in high school, whether it was anxiety or being um, ostracized or just being alone, I think, at different points in high school. And then being accepted by this group of people, regardless of their background, whatever it is, and just loving the free-spirited nature of the people that you're around. I think that's what uh, I drew close to. And yeah, like I said, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good movie. I thought um, it, it would probably cap off in my top ten. I think when you have a movie of, you know, coming-of-age film, what you want is to feel nostalgic and to be brought back to your younger days. Whether that be a good or bad thing, I think that's what movies do really well is connect us with our past. So, Yeah, I think I agree with that. It's very well said. <laughs> uh, I think you put a lot of thought into this movie. And uh, I did as well. And I think what I loved about the movie, I would personally probably put it in my top five. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a while, but I remembered loving it. But I just really connected with the main character uh he suffers from depression that's something that's near and dear to my heart Mm. but another main plot point was that he didn't listen to the music that was popular in the day Mm. actually did a little research and it's kind of funny because this movie's actually set in 1992 i erroneously said it was set in 98 which (laughs) is incorrect but it was set in 92 but that's actually uh music that is near and dear to my heart was starting to come out in that day And so he didn't really feel like he fit in, but then he found a group of people that really connected with him over his taste in music. He's listening to things like The Smiths, uh, Cracker, Mm. David Bowie was uh, something that came up and every character in the movie loved it. They didn't Mm. know who wrote this song. Uh, But that's just really something that connected with me and how music really shaped him as a person Mm. and how it was something that just like really made him feel like he fit with others and that's something that I never really had but wished I had so that was something that I really connected to in the movie 
and I was like, you know, I wish this was my high school experience because I could have had a group of friends instead of, you know, just kind of being a loner. But I really felt where he was coming from and I got the pain that he was feeling at different times. Like there's a point where his friends wouldn't talk to him for two weeks. And I was like, mm. you know, I would be really low in that point. And that just makes me feel like I can really connect to this character. Mm. And I think movies where I can connect with characters are the best movies. I agree. I felt like that moment, um, you know, there, there is a point in the film where he, you know, he messes up with his friends and, and something goes wrong and he is kind of, uh, uh, what's the, exiled? Yeah, exiled's a good word. Mm-hmm. Exiled from his group of friends for about two weeks. And these are friends that he made, you know, six months prior or something like that. <clears throat> and it was just a really uh, tough scenario for him. And I remember back to uh, one of my friends uh, that was in a position like that, um, that was ostracized by another kind of community um, of, of friends. And, and I just, yeah, I don't know where to go with that. But like the fact that for my friend and for the lead character, and I think for you as well, um, specifically in those early adolescent years, music played a really heavy role in driving motivation mm-hmm. and driving kind of value and connection to people in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really showed, and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because um, I'm glad you brought up the fact that the main character loved music that wasn't from his time. Um, and, and not that that's really important, but that he doesn't really have to fit into a mold. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't listen to the top 40, like, hits and and all that. Like, that doesn't play an important role for him. And how even there was one moment in the movie where this, again, isn't really a spoiler, but he likes this girl, and this girl's dating this college guy. And he doesn't really say that he doesn't like this college guy, but he likes this girl, and so by the transitive property... <laughs> <laughs> he he probably doesn't like this guy. And they're at a party, and he's the main character. Uh, oh, what's his name? Charlie. Charlie. Charlie is, you know, playing um, a mixtape, and it's some somber music from the 70s. And it's a really cool moment where you really get kind of hit in the face about, like, who Charlie is as a character. When Craig, the boyfriend of Charlie's crush, comes over and takes the cassette out and says, dude, we're not listening to this sad music. And then he puts on, like, literally top 40 hits. Mm-hmm. And and just how that is, like, like, hey, we're in the mold, you know, and you're not in the mold. And so get in the mold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, like, try to at least make sure that you don't break the mold that we're in. And I found that really interesting. Um, something I kind of want to throw your way is, as we're talking about music and all the things that are involved in it, do you feel like your childhood was um, based around the music that you listened to. Do you feel like that was where you were able to connect? Yeah, I think that definitely really helped me get through some really tough times. So for those of you that don't know, my stepdad introduced me to punk music. That's something that uh, is very near and dear to my heart. Can you, can you real quick tell the Bowling for Soup story? Yeah, so so my stepdad used to run a music festival, and at the very first one, before they were popular, Bowling for Soup played, 
And uh, so right after they released their album, Hangover You Can't Deserve, which was my first uh, album that I ever owned, which probably speaks a lot to myself. <laughs> but uh, right after they released that, they had the song 1985, and they blew up. They were huge, and they had just started uh, touring. They were like really big across the world. And so they came back and played. But so, funny story, the bass player one time calls me when I'm at my actual dad's house. And uh, he doesn't realize that this is my actual dad's house, because I'm just at some house. And he leaves a message for me that says, I know your dad's an ass, but uh, you need to listen to him. <laughs> then my dad picks up the, he answers the message. And uh, he's like, hey, Ben, you need to come here and uh, explain this. So I had to explain why some random guy was calling him an ass. But really what he meant was that my stepdad was a He's not really, but that was just kind of a joke. <laughs> yeah, so he knows them. The whole fiasco. I love that story. Yeah. It's anyway, just... <laughs> okay. <Sorry>. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, where were we going with that? So we were talking about how you, uh, for you, your childhood was um, a little bit different. We've we've talked a little bit about, uh, in, you know, I don't know if the users, you, the, the listeners, the hearers. The hearers. The hearers know more about this. But um, you come from a background of um, not really having, you know, a ton of, we'll just say like a ton of close friends. Mm -hmm. And so for you, was music in middle school and high school like a very uh, connective thing for you? And how do you think that was reflected in the film? Yeah, so music for me, even to this day, is the most important part of my life. And I remember back in high school, I was trying to find my identity and I mean, that's what high schoolers do. You're trying to figure out who you are. And really, I started to do that through music. So I would start to wear different shirts of bands and people kind of knew like, this guy's different. He's not this typical country boy because country music was popular in high school. Uh, sure. And I really rejected that. And so I remember <laughs> I would actually, one of my favorite bands in high school was actually called the Sex Pistols. They're a 70s British punk band, but their music was just something that I could connect with because I could feel the emotion. And so I bought a shirt and I would wear it to school and everyone's like, what's up with this guy? Principals hated me because of it. But it was really something where I'm showing my identity. I'm like, you know, this is who I am. I'm not like you. I'm somebody that has like something inside of him that he can't explain, but this music can really tell like, who I am it's how I express myself mm. and so I actually remember we had spirit week if uh, for homecoming if you don't know what that is it's homecoming week everyone gets all oh go team even though my <laughs> team for like three years in a row did not win a single football game oh wow but every single day during this week we would have a theme and one of the days was rock out day and so my favorite band in high school don't know why but it was ACDC and so I would just wear <laughs> ACDC shirts all the time. And it actually offended me one day when one girl was like, wow, you've got school spirit. You're wearing a rock out shirt. I'm like, no, this is just who I am. But it was like in that moment, I'm like, you don't understand that this is actually who I am. I'm somebody that enjoys this music. I'm not just going to Walmart buying these shirts. I'm actually somebody that connects with music and it expresses who I am. And, like, to bring this back to the film, like, he's, the main character, Charlie, is listening to these different songs. They're sad. They're very expressive. He's making mixtapes for these girls he likes. But, like, this is really his way of saying, this is who I am. 
but this is also how I feel about you. That's why mm. he makes Emma Watson's character's name is Sam, and he makes a mixtape for her, and he's like, hey, I know you've got this background. You think this is how others view you, but this is how I actually view you. And he makes her a mixtape that says that through music. And it's like the song titles or the lyrics in the song, something about it connects with him, connects how he feels. And that's actually how I think. So mm. like sometimes you've experienced this, Clay, I'll send you a song. And I'm like, you know, this really is something that speaks to me. And it says something about like, it made me think about you. It says something about who I am, who I think you are. And it's just a really cool way for us to connect. I totally agree with you, Ben. And I think um, there have been moments where you or other people particularly have done uh, or, you know, sent me songs or, or I've sent songs or just different, like, things that really describe when you can't really put into words, like, you know, how you're feeling or things like that. You, mm-hmm. you really um, find that songs do a really good job of expressing that. And I think this film did a really good job of expressing um, a couple different things. Um, one is that it's okay to kind of be who you are. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that Charlie um, dealt with a lot was his past. And Charlie was a sexually abused, um, or was sexually abused as a child. Mm-hmm. And dealt a lot with um, not only depression, but uh, panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And, and he would black out at times. And how that kind of was the driving force for him sheltering himself out um and then at school you know he was the smart kid didn't really like to show it um didn't really like to show his interests in music um but how it took a group of friends to kind of break that out of him Mm -hmm. and I think um I think that was you know really really just beautifully told story um and and yeah I mean I really thoroughly enjoyed it and I think uh as far as a coming of age film it, it does a really really good job um i think those stories things like that are hard to come by though i don't Mm -hmm. think that my high school journey was like that i think um and ben i think you can attest to this too uh whether it was through friends or whether it was through music or whether it was you know through sports or whatever it is we all kind of in high school go through points of realization where we realize oh there are people that also like this or oh there are people also feel the way I feel mm-hmm. and that really validates uh, who we are and and kind of drives who we become in college and so anyway I loved the film that was a mm-hmm. great film I'd probably give it like a 9.5 out of 10 um, I don't know what would you say Ben I would agree with that and like one last point that I would like to kind of touch on that you kind of hit on but uh, identity is a very big issue within this movie because we're all trying to find an identity and there is one other plot point that I resonated with but not because I resonated with either of the characters sure but there are uh, two uh, guys that are in love mm-hmm. and they have a relationship I don't identify with that aspect sure but I do identify with the fact that one of them was afraid to express who he is mm. and so in that like one guy, he's openly a homosexual. Uh, his boyfriend was not. But what I so, did... Yeah, his boyfriend was like the, the star football player. Yeah, he was the yeah. star So he was kind of in hiding. Yeah. But yeah, continue, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, what I th- identify with that, though, is that there's an aspect of this in all of us. And Charlie actually expresses that. Is that uh, if you knew who the real 
uh, like let's just say let's use us as an example. Sure. Like Clay, if you knew who the real Ben was, you wouldn't want to have anything to do with him. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how Charlie expresses himself to his friends. He's like, you know, you don't know this darkness inside of me that makes me black out and makes me. At one point, he stands up for one of his friends and he knocks two uh, guys to the Literally ground. Literally pummels them. Yeah. Yeah. Destroys them. And his fear when he goes to his friends after this is, oh, you don't want to have anything to do with me. But what they say is, no, we love you because you stood up for my stepbrother and you literally saved yeah, him from getting destroyed. Yeah. But his deep fear is that he will not be understood. So that's something that connected with me because I feel mm. like all of us, and that's something I've been working through in my life, is accepting who you are and just owning that with those around you and I think as I've been discovering your friends will discover you so like for me honestly I don't like just throwing it around but I think I have to give it a 10 out of 10 because everything just connected yeah, yeah I'm not gonna lie I, uh, I, I I kind of am realizing more and more how you connected to this film um, and I think it's it's important to note the fact that Charlie is Slowly, he is a shell. He is an eggshell. <laughs> mm-hmm. And his friends are just kind of cracking away at it until until he opens up. And I think um, I think this, this film did that really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> awesome. Why do you feel that way? Yeah. It also is a killer soundtrack. So I just have to throw it out there because one of my favorite songs of all time is in it. <laughs> so. And what song would that be? Uh, that's Heroes by David Bowie. That's actually a huge plot point. But I teared up a little bit because the song actually plays a major, like, point in the movie. Yeah. And so when I felt that, I was like, I feel very understood in this moment. So. I, didn't, I didn't realize that was David Bowie. Mm-hmm. I know the song that you're speaking of and the point in the movie that you're speaking of, but I did not realize it was David Bowie. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that kind of concludes our... Ah, uh, what was her name? Toucan Beach Ball Boys. Um, movie review of of right now. I don't know how often we're gonna do this, but uh, yeah, perks of being a wallflower. You got a nine point five out of me and a ten out of ten from Benny Boy. Um, Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people are dying at an alarming rate. No, that's not true. But I'm sure that people are getting sick. Pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are in wherever you are, because if you're listening to this, you're either in Lawrence, Kansas, or Cambodia, because we have a few listeners from Cambodia. Good to know. But if you are listening to this, stay inside and don't go anywhere. There, it is not because you could get sick, it's because you could get someone sick who is high risk. And that is not fun. Yeah. Ben, do you have any comments on the coronavirus? Um, just be smart. Think of others. Uh, our age group, the primary listeners of this podcast are probably going to be okay. But just understand that not everybody will be. So just think of others and spread the love. So don't go out and buy all the toilet paper because that is a problem. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people need to poop, okay? 
We can't use rocks like Casey. Casey always might use rocks to poop. To wipe his butt. This doesn't mm. surprise me. <clears throat> it's very, very odd. Um, anyway, yeah, coronavirus is a serious thing. And the best thing that we can do is distance ourselves and wipe our hands and our butts. But you can only do that if you have toilet paper. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, stay safe, San Diego and Cambodia. But mostly Lawrence. But mostly Lawrence. <laughs> this is Clavy Baby signing off. Uh, this is Benny Boy. We love you. And have a good week.